Okay, good morning, Chodesh Tov. Please grab some uh, coffee donuts. Again, Chodesh, uh, thank you to Becky Navi Katz for sponsoring the 10 minutes of meeting this year in memory of Becky's father, David Grossman. We are Mesil Sisharim, and we have begun Perakeh, the fifth chapter, in which the Ramchal, Rav Moshe Chaim Lutzato, is telling us, defining for us, what are the impediments, what are the obstacles to living a life of Zahiras? How can we live a most mindful life in which we're conscious and mindful in everything that we do, so we say the right things and make the best decisions and live a life of the best version of ourselves. And so the Ramchal told us there are three impediments, there are three fundamental things that detract or diminish, that block our ability to be the best version of ourselves. Number one, he said, We spoke about this last week, when one is overly occupied with matters of this world. If a person is too engrossed in their work, too distracted by the headlines, stocks, sports scores, if a person is too engrossed in the matters of this world, they'll be distracted. There's too much background noise. There's too much going on. It's impossible to concentrate, to be focused, to be fully present in all that one is doing. So how do we achieve that? So we continue. Says the Ramchal, you know what the number one factor, the number one ingredient to living a more mindful, meaningful, conscientious life, the number one factor is the study of Torah. Study of Torah. You have to nourish yourself. person has to be able to be energized and informed and inspired by Torah, which will remind us what is important. Torah calibrates our priorities. Torah sharpens the saw as Stephen Covey in his Seven Habits talks about. The study of Torah reminds us what matters and what's important, how to disconnect from the noise of this world and how to reconnect to that which really counts. If a person is living a life without Torah, yeah, you can study mindfulness and practice mindfulness and it's wonderful, it's the catchword, the buzzword of the day. You can download 10 apps of mindfulness and you will definitely live a more enhanced and a more present life. But... When your mind becomes empty through mindfulness, what does it fill with? What is it informed by? So living Torah, learning Torah, ensuring that every day minimally you listen, read, learn, practice a little bit of Torah helps us appreciate what the day is all about. It sets goals, it makes a mark, it creates metrics for how to live the best version of ourselves. And if Torah is not informing and inspiring and molding and shaping who we are and the lives that we live, the relationships we have with others, the relationship we have with God, and the relationship we have with ourselves, if we try to figure it out without Torah, we'll figure out a little bit. We'll live a better life, a more enhanced life, but not our best life. And this is what Chazal said in Pirkei Evos, the second parak. In Amhar, it can't be a chassid. You might be more righteous than you would be without trying to be righteous, but to truly, to truly achieve virtue and righteousness, you can't be an Amha'aretz. Ignorance is not bliss when it comes to life. To be informed, to be inspired. What matters? How do we achieve it? How do we relate to time? How do we relate to food? How do we relate to intimacy? How do we connect with relationships? How do we live our best life? How do we maximize why we're here How do we fulfill the very mission and purpose for which we exist to try to answer those questions and try to craft that life without understanding and appreciating the notion of immortality of the soul, of what is beyond, without tapping into Torah principles, 
then as I said, you'll live a better life, but you can't live your best life. Kaddish Baruch Hu is the one who designed this world. He designed and programmed us. And he told us, I put a virus in your system. And the virus I implanted in the system is called the Yetzirah. And the Yetzirah is going to try to bring you down. It corrupts your system. It corrupts your thought process, your priorities, your actions, your behavior. It instills temptations, desires, distractions. So Hashem said, I put the virus in, but guess what? I've also handed you antivirus software. Download the antivirus software. You can eliminate the virus and maximize your use of the incredible platform called life. The antivirus software is Torah. It is the tavlin. It's the antidote. It's the medicine. It is what combats and eliminates the virus that we all struggle with. You know the people who struggle the most with that virus? Are the ones who deny they have it. They think they're operating on all cylinders. They don't recognize the threat or that there's a corruption in their system. People who live life and say, what virus? I'm happy. I live the best life. I pursue my pleasure. They don't even realize if one doesn't identify the Sahara, if we don't even see and feel and combat the struggle, then we are the most infected. So Hashem infected us. He did it on purpose. Why? For another time. But He also, before He infected us, and that's what the Ramchal is going to continue with, before He infected us, He gave us the antidote. He said, here's the antivirus software. Here's what you need to do to update your operating system, and then you can maximize everything and live your best life yet. So we're trying to ignore all the pop-ups that say update your antivirus software, all the pop-ups that say you're infected, you have a virus. Ah, we could still operate at 10%, 20%, 30%, so we're happy, we're satisfied, it's good enough. But who wants to live a life of good enough? Good is not the mission, it's not the goal. We want to live a life of great. And to live a life of great, maximum efficiency, operating person has to be most mindful, conscientious. And what informs how we do that? What strengthens us? What gives us the courage, the energy, the resilience to combat those voices, the noise of distraction, the noise of temptation, the noise of self-sabotage and self-destruction? It's studying Torah. It's every single day allocating time, it's allocating space, it's creating margin in our lives and our minds to be able to study Torah. Because when one does, we welcome Hashem down to this world. I'll end today's Rosh Chodesh Adar. We got two months of Adar, Baruch Hashem. We got double whammy of Simcha. Adar, Marbin Simcha. Today's a day of great joy. And the question is, why? It says on the calendar you should be happy today. So you're happy? What changed in your life from yesterday to today that all of a sudden, because today's the first of Adar, and it says be happy, it said Google Calendar, your Outlook Calendar, you had an alarm, it popped up, it said be happy, don't forget it's Rosh Chodesh Adar. What makes you happy just because it's Rosh Chodesh Adar? So the Menorah Nayim, the Chernobyl Rebbe says, Adar stands for Aleph Dar. Aleph is the Ribbono Shalom, the one, the singular, the Almighty. Hashem Elokeinu, Hashem Echad, the one and only. The Aleph, Al Adar, Aleph Dar. When we give Hashem Dira B'Tachtonim, when we welcome Him into our lives, Hashem is not just distant and abstract and conceptual. He's down here in the here and now. He's real. He knows what's happening in my life and He cares about my life. That He loves me and I love Him. That I'm invested in Him. I lean on Him. And I'm accountable to him. When Alavdar, Adar, when the one and only, I give him a presence down here in this world, then Besimcha. There's no greater joy than knowing that everything is for a reason, everything is for a purpose, that I have what to achieve, that I don't exist as a result of randomness. I, is, I exist by design. And Adar, Alavdar, when you see Hashem and you bring Him into your life, you lean on Him, invest on Him, connect with Him, relate to Him, love Him, and feel His love, then Marbim Simcha. There's no room for envy or jealousy or anger. 
There's no room for a lack of patience or competitiveness. And Adar, Aleph Dar, when you bring Hashem down here, the Kotzka writes along with this. The Pasuk says in Tehillim, Pe Aleph, Lo Yebecha El Zar. Usually translated as, Don't have among you a foreign God. We worship the only one true deity. Don't worship a foreign God. Says the Kotzker, no. The word Zar means a stranger. And El is not talking about foreign. It's talking about our Hashem. Lo Yebecha, among you, don't have a God who feels foreign, who feels like a stranger, who feels so distant. Don't be part of a religion and a Judaism in which God is just the abstract, He's just conceptual, He's so distant, aloof, and away, and apart. Lo el zar. Don't have a God who's a zar, who's a stranger. Have a God who's adar, alav dar, who's down here in your life. You feel His presence. And when we do, Amir Tzashem, Marben Besimcha, we should have a good month, this month and every month.